Coming up today on In Brief with Law in Order, we hear from former lawyer Matt Hollings, who has made it his personal mission at Law in Order to challenge his legal clients to do things differently. As a part of this process, today, Matt and Robin Kidd, Global Head of Managed Document Review and General Counsel, look to unpack the real cost of a printed page, discussing what those costs are and how they might be managed or mitigated. We're Law in Order, the leader in end-to-end document and digital solutions to the legal profession, providing expert litigation support. How would you deal with a million documents in a discovery? How do law firms that run lean really operate? What challenges should you expect during an e-discovery interstate or internationally? We're here to help you find out. We'll speak to experts both in the legal profession and within law in order, looking at case studies, real-life examples and trends. We're Law in Order and this is In Brief. Hi, my name is Robin Kidd. I am the Head of Managed Document Review here at Law and Order. I'm here today with Matt Hollings, who is our Sales Manager for Queensland, to talk today about the cost of the printed page. Now, Matt is a bit unusual in our company in that he is one of the few other staff members who used to be a private practice lawyer. Matt, maybe why don't you share why you made the move to Law & Order? A profession escapee, I prefer, (laughs) is the title. Look, it is an interesting one. It's now, um, as of uh, this week, my fifth year with Law & Order, so my five-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. I've officially been... I guess, a non-lawyer longer than I was a lawyer now. So I've officially moved over the hill. But the shift across for me uh, was a daunting one, but one that's been all but confirmed as a, a great decision five years on. To be quite frank, I was working in an insolvency practice area and my experience was solely in that space. And naturally, the nature of the work that I was doing wasn't particularly glamorous and I really wasn't enjoying it. So I was looking to make a change and and certainly interested in continuing to work within the legal space and just so happened to come across this job with Law & Order, which neatly melded my previous background in a retail sales environment and the four years I spent working in a litigious practice. For me, I think it was a a fantastic opportunity to use both of those skill sets to good effect. And as I said, five years on, that's certainly um, seemed to be the case where have some fantastic partnerships with clients here in Queensland. And in a lot of ways, I'm very thankful for my background and the knowledge that I have in that sense, because it's allowed me to really engage meaningfully with clients and their problems and develop solutions that actually solve them. And I think it's the key to any environment or sales environment or any environment in which you're providing a service is that you're able to keenly and deeply understand what your client's going through and really dig deep to find something that solves that problem for them. Yeah, I think um, we've spoken previously about the fact that law and private practice in particular is a very strange beast in comparison to other industries. It's, as you say, deeply rooted in tradition. There are the ways that things have always been done. And I think that applies across certainly the firms I've worked with, uh, worked for in the past, clients I've worked with. Everyone has similar stories to tell of up late at night, printing briefs, you know, reshuffling briefs is always a good one when someone takes out one tab and you have to change the entire folder again. An absolute nightmare. Yeah. And especially coming into the space where we've had the likes of the 
WorkSafe Victoria and Safe Work New South Wales investigations into work carried out by junior lawyers and senior lawyers and the pressures put on them. It's sort of an apt time to talk about are there different ways to do things than just hitting print all the time. I know certainly as a lawyer um, and still now I prefer to review things in hard copy and it's (laughs) all too easy to hit print. But are there alternatives that you can see with the experience that you've now got from the other side of the fence? I think there is. And um, the investigations you're talking about have obviously brought into stark light an emphasis on understanding the costs and the burdens and pressures faced, not just by junior lawyers, but by all lawyers within the profession. Historically, there has been an expectation that you work hard and through that you will gain knowledge and understanding and naturally progress within your career. But those expectations come from a time that's very different to the one in which we're presently operating. And the historical challenges faced, you know, were solved by those sorts of historical solutions, but they're not the same challenges. The environment is not the same. And as a result, we need to think about different ways of solving new problems, uh, not just doing it the way we've always done it. And I think a lot of firms are taking stock of their current practices and really looking to determine the best possible way of managing these scenarios. And as with any of these, I guess, analyses, the important component is to understand the problem at first instance. And We're talking about printing here and the review of printed material naturally. And there is more cost to that than, I guess, meets the eye. And it's important, I think, for firms to take stock of that because naturally some of them are monetary, some non-monetary, but they all add up and may inevitably impact an organisation negatively if they fail to change. Yeah. I mean, as I say, I've got the ingrained love of just hitting the print button. For any and all things, multiple copies of briefs, etc. What would you say is one of the other costs that you might have involved there? Um, I mean, you know, isn't it just a bit of paper, a bit of ink, maybe some folders and tabs? Mm. There are probably a few, I guess, hidden costs. The first one, and arguably the most important one, is the opportunity cost associated with printing a brief. The opportunity cost, I guess, for those that aren't aware of the term, is the loss of other alternatives when one other alternative is chosen. So, i.e. a paralegal perhaps standing at a printer for eight hours of the day shooting off a 50-volume trial bundle as opposed to doing some other more meaningful work that might advance other areas of the case in relation to that trial preparation. You know, the opportunity cost grows with the seniority of the member that's undertaking that task. So I'm sure it's not uncommon for junior lawyers to be doing those works, sometimes in the wee hours, in order to get it done. Because ultimately the goal is And typically it becomes all hands on deck to meet the deadline. So that might involve um, even more senior lawyers. And naturally not all of those tasks are billable and even to the extent they are, would the client see value in paying for a lawyer or an even more senior lawyer to undertake a task like that? That naturally then means those costs or fees aren't billed or if they are billed, they're written down somewhat. And that then presents that opportunity cost of that lawyer, paralegal, senior lawyer, undertaking other tasks for which there is more value and perhaps less scrutiny and subsequent write-downs as a result. So for me, that's a huge one. Uh, It's greater than the actual cost of production in terms of the electricity and the machines and the ink and the paper and the leases and all of these other things that come as a result of having that luxury of of producing that material in-house. 
I think talking on the opportunity cost of, you know, your lawyers, junior lawyers, more senior lawyers doing something that they could otherwise be better spent doing, that touches on in terms of their, for example, legal education you know, is there something that they would find more mentally stimulating and more challenging or would help grow them better as a lawyer? And that takes us on to the mental cost of day in, day out, doing more menial tasks that could be potentially sent to an outsourced provider Mm -hmm. or otherwise dealt with, or, you know, use an alternative rather than printing, for example, using an electronic court book or something along those lines. Yeah, look, and this is probably the most hidden of the lot and the one that historically has had a stigma attached to potentially discussing. There's a lot of research that has been conducted and is presently being conducted in relation to stress and burnout within the legal industry, and I have no doubt that that will continue. I think it's really important for that to take place, again, helping to define the problem and then um, develop a solution that actually solves it. But a lot of these people, uh, whether they're paralegals, juniors or otherwise, have studied hard and worked hard to get into the industry with a view to doing meaningful work that advances the interests of their clients. Arguably, the production of material for hours on end is perhaps necessary, but does it meet that expectation that that particular person has around that work being meaningful and rewarding and something that develops them? I'm not saying that lawyers are too good to do printing or shouldn't do printing. I think there just needs to be some consideration around the long-term effects associated with that production. And then, of course, not just the production of the material, but its subsequent review in hard copy format. Review is a necessary part of, I guess, any lawyer's day-to-day. But Ideally, what the clients want and and what they're expecting and and really what they want to see is the advice that comes at the end of that. That's what they consider to be the valuable component. So I think any method of reducing the review times associated with it, shortening the time with which you get to the end point, that valuable advice not only benefits the mental well-being of those involved, but also helps to present value to an end client. Yeah, I think that brings us from the printed page to, you know, as you say, into the sort of land of e-discovery and more into document review. And previously, I think there was always a leaning towards, well, we're dealing with a lot of hard copy documents, therefore they're going to end up in a hard copy production bundle, so we'll just print, print, print. Well, yeah, Control-P has typically been um, the default position of most legal practices, historically speaking. And I think you're 100% correct because it came from a place where the overwhelming majority of documentation you would receive would be in hard copy and therefore the electronic components would be printed to meet that. Over time, that ratio is shifting, has shifted monumentally. Um, And we're seeing now cases wholly made up of electronic material, but still this historical approach to control P as the default position And look, I take your point from earlier that you prefer to review things in hard copy and and that's fine and I think there's value in that for some people. But what we're really trying to encourage lawyers to consider is do you need to print at all? Ensuring that if you are going to be printing material that it is meaningful, that it is valuable, that it's free of duplicates, that it's in some sort of discernible order. More often than not, the material you might receive from another stakeholder, whether they be a client, an opposing party or a third party entirely, 
it's not in any discernible order. It's littered with duplication. And naturally, if that was to be printed, a large amount of the material inevitably reviewed necessarily wouldn't need to be. So we're very big on encouraging our clients to consider leveraging technology so that if they are inevitably printing something, that they're printing unique material in an order that is meaningful to them and helps them get to that valuable part, you know, short-circuiting the review, getting to the advice, providing value to their end client. Yeah, I think that point of it does not that you can't print anything. Certainly I've worked in, when I was in private practice, been involved in the move towards a paperless office or, you know, while I was a construction litigator, that was never a real option. It was a less paper office. Yeah. But, you know, there is the environmental cost as well. Well, look, you speak to any lawyer currently in practice, anecdotally, they'll tell you that their volumes that they are producing are exploding. And that's not an ill-conceived notion. There are some serious statistics going around that there's a tenfold increase in the data in the data universe every two years. It's an exponential growth curve. And whilst you know not all of that material may find its way to a professional services advisor like a lawyer, it does have a trickle-down effect and we're certainly seeing that here at Law & Order in the sense that the matters for which we're providing e-discovery support are growing. When I first started five years ago, a terabyte of information rolling in the door for a project was infrequent. Now we'd hear about that or talk about that or engage with a client on that once a month, if not more. So to contemplate printing a terabyte or you know close to a million documents on average is absolutely crazy. And naturally, on top of exacerbating that mental cost, that opportunity cost that we spoke about, it does have an environmental impact. Printing that sort of material is is a whole forest and is not only a, a burden in that sense, but some might argue absolutely impossible. There are timelines that still exist around review and moving proceedings forward that don't account for the production of a million documents. In hard copy. Correct, yes. You know, it would take probably in order to meet some of those deadlines, uh, you'd still be printing. You wouldn't have even commenced your review before a deadline like that passes. So thankfully, I've not seen anyone attempt to produce a million documents. Don't speak too soon. Uh, No. (laughs) Look, but that's not to say that they don't come going, can we please print this? One of the other challenges is visibility on volume of printed material. There's no way without the appropriate tools for you to know what that USB is going to turn into. We had a client recently who brought a gigabyte of emails in wanting to print it. And ostensibly, that's not a large amount of information, but it was going to be 244 A4 ring binders. They didn't know that until we validated the data. So that's also a big challenge is this historical approach to a problem that people don't necessarily know exist until they really come and speak to us and go, it's how big, sorry? And then thankfully, common sense prevails and, and those people look to engage in some of those workflows we discussed before, like deduplication and keyword searching and culling and such. Well, that's very interesting. I think it's always very important, as you say, to have those discussions with clients rather than just blindly accept the instruction to print and help our clients find the best solutions for them, even if they're sometimes not aware that that solution exists. And it's certainly of interest to end clients. As I said earlier, they're, they're looking for the valuable elements of service, which is the end point. And yes, review is a necessary part of getting the information required to advise your clients. But anything you can do to short circuit that process, make that quicker, 
seeing a critical document first rather than last is going to put you in a position where you can advise your clients sooner and really make you stand out amongst the rest. So that's where the value is. And if you can leverage some technologies to assist you to do that, then all's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Matt. Thanks, Robin. It's been very interesting. Thanks for listening to this episode of Law in Order's podcast in brief. Law in Order is the leading supplier of end-to-end document and digital solutions to the legal profession. We provide expert litigation support through cost-effective document production, expert managed document review and discovery management, and e-trial and e-arbitration solutions. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please let us know at sales at lawinorder.com. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please tell your friends and colleagues and leave a review on iTunes. We hope you can join us again for the next episode of In Brief. Until then, thank you for listening.